0: what's what's a what's a little funny quip
1: is there anything funny happening anymore <laughs> nope
0: <laughs> we're all in we're living in literal hell dude we're
1: in hell yeah it's not good <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs>
0: You know, chop up, you know, all that stuff. I think we have a...
1: I'll chop and screw it. Please do. You ever heard that T-Pain song?
0: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> and by yeah, I mean... Nope.
1: Oh, it's called Chopped and Screwed. Yeah. It's a good song. I don't know if good... It's it's song.
0: Is he talking about... Ch- uh, like... Like uh, chopping up some... Some veggies...
1: And so I think it's and, I think it's a deeper meaning. I think it's a parallel. <laughs> chopped and screwed as in his this lady chopped and screwed his heart. Oh. But then he took the lyrics of the song, not the lyrics, but like the vocal recording, yeah. chopped it up, you know, and did like some some cool shit with it.
0: Oh, he chopped it's it up and screwed with
1: it? And screwed it in wow. it. Screwed at it.
0: I mean Is that right? If someone is screwing your heart, I mean that's gotta feel pretty good. You know I
1: don't wanna get chopped or screwed.
0: Well, I don't want to get chopped, but I mean you never know, man. I'm up for anything once, you know. (laughs) Except butt stuff. Um so Uh, anyway, so today (laughs) (laughs) anyways. (laughs) Uh dude. Okay, so butt stuff. Yeah, keep that in. Um Yeah yeah. So uh, I'm sorry y'all, we've been a little inconsistent. But this is bad bandmates. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe this is what you come to expect. Um First of all, we're gonna talk about an album. Yes? Yeah. All right. <laughs> she
1: just asked me what we're <laughs> Well, I, just, I guess we never really discussed what we were doing for the episode.
0: I don't know, man. We've we look, we tried to record this like a couple times, and then the world is going to hell. And Again, then Josh for is, like
1: the tenth time. Josh is
0: still moving, kind of, I wanna say, as an excuse to us not getting off our butts and recording. Um That's true. What that's else true.
1: just a lot of stuff uh, has been on the plate, dude. You didn't, you lost your voice. I
0: did. I, yeah, I was like dying of sickness. Wasn't COVID, which is cool. Still haven't got it, baby. You know? That you know of. That I know of, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm vaxxed and boosted. So, hmm. And I wear a mask in public. Weird how that works. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, uh. We're talking about an album. <laughs> Exo Which one? Exo Society Baby. We're talking about um I want to I always want to say Decepticon Falls, but I'm pretty sure that's a Transformer. Decepticons. Um
1: uh, I believe I believe the word is Deception. Right.
0: Right, but my brain kind of like mixes it up and I'm like Michael Bay, you know what I mean? Um Decepticon Falls. Uh, <laughs> dude, I think, I think this might be a little bit of a shorter episode, but, um, so I yeah. obviously have listened to this album, like since it released, I, we just talked about them last episode, how I went and mm-hmm. saw them live. And it was really my first live experience back, um, which, you know, just as an aside, uh, everybody from, uh, EXO who listened to it or like, you know, sent us a little, like or a comment on Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, it, that meant a lot. Um, it did. Someone. Uh, someone. Because, some, because
1: some, nobody listens to us. No. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no, people listen. It's it's just um, it's I think it's cool when people take the time to like, especially the people we talk about, which has only happened like a handful of other times to our knowledge. I know for sure.
1: Nobody, do you remember the first time?
0: Yeah, Drain, Drain the yeah. uh, the people from Drain.
1: Yeah, and I talked mad shit. Yeah. About them. I felt really bad.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a they're a hardcore band and you know, it's not really your cup of tea, I would say.
1: It's not, but I'm sure I said something rude. I actually haven't purposely i haven't listened to that episode and i probably never will cuz i don't want to know specific things that yeah. i said and then they were so nice like thank you for the feedback i really appreciate everything like fuck i'm an asshole
0: <laughs> just like you're listening to these two dudes from northern from northern minnesota originally and yeah, just
1: just going oh this band sucks i hate their music well yeah, uh, yeah. whatever we sound um, like
0: yeah, who have never made it musically. I mean, you definitely more so. Um,
1: never, never made it. Rude.
0: No, no, I meant like you more <laughs> so have. Fuck, I me- I messed up.
1: I like it better the way that I interpret it.
0: No, uh, it did really sound like I was like, "Yeah, dude, you, you're fucking up like a lot more than me." Just not what I meant. Um, uh. But yeah, Decepticon Falls, Deception Falls, um, by by Exosociety. Uh, uh, and again, like I said, shout out to everyone that listened. That means a lot. I mean, really, mm-hmm. it does. Someone called me, someone called me a Chad in the comments, but I think it was like a. It yeah, was what like,
1: does that mean? I saw that. It, I don't know. It's just like a,
0: it was the face of, like a it was the face of Kill Bill the rapper, but like uh, Chadified. Meaning, a Chad is like uh, your stereotypical, extremely well-built man who has all the muscles, chiseled uh, jaw line, um, buff. You know, alpha male. Okay. Um. Obviously, I
1: think that if there's one thing that everybody's learned from us is that we are in fact alphas. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah did
1: I did I did I cry twice today? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm a fucking alpha baby, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, so that was that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, shout out. Uh, So just to kind of like give the context of that live show and stuff, we kind of are listening to the album overall. So I know you like rap and hip hop and and the like. What do you think what do you think about this record? Or should we save that for the end?
1: Well we can do it now, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be a short episode anyway, so let's just I hit think, it with some stuff.
0: Okay, let's yeah, I think that because this isn't your like I would say just based on what I know about your taste in music, um, which sometimes surprises me, like <laughs> more than more than anything, uh, I imagine that you definitely liked some songs, uh, and then kind of were—I don't know—I I, fe- I have a feeling you didn't fully like. Like this was a middle-of-the-road album for you, and I'm totally putting words in your mouth, but. It's not your mm-hmm. typical cup of tea that you'd enjoy, you know. So, <laughs> tell me about it though. Tell me I'm I, wrong.
1: I I thoroughly enjoyed the entire album actually, front okay. to back. Okay. However, not however, that sounds negative. I couldn't see myself picking out like a song and being like, "Oh, I want to listen to just Blunts and Clementines. Uh, that's the one, you know, though, and, that's, and put it on a mix. That that's the one that I wrote down would be like the closest. Yeah, but I still don't. I wouldn't see myself. It's just so good, start to finish, okay. and it has. I, do they? I, I does some okay. I know nothing about. Right. Ex-society. I don't know who's who or who does what or makes what. That's one of my questions. Yeah. Like on the songs, I don't know who's who. But I'm assuming somebody within this group, do we call it a group? Yeah. Right? I assume somebody within the group makes these. The beats. Like musically, the beats, yeah. Like samples and whatnot. But I don't know who or do they do it collectively?
0: Yeah, let's see. So, I do believe that um, the Beats in particular um, are kind of a collection from different producers. But some of them, certainly, um, some of them in the group actually did take part in making it. There's actually kind of like a, do- a mini like documentary of them making this um, album. It's like maybe an hour long or something like that. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's, it's fun to kind of give a watch to it as well. Cause I, I have a feeling that like this, I mean, this record is this record. I, f- I feel like is very special um, because basically the, the whole thing is, at least my understanding is these, the EXO dudes went, just kind of went away in the woods and they just sat in a cabin and made this album um, and that's how this came together. And I think it sounds really great for first, first of all, the production value is really great. Um, and dude, some of their, some of their vocals and stuff like that. Like mm. I, I always have loved every, every person in this, for some reason, their vocal, uh, production is always like spot on, dude. I don't, it's I don't really good. know. It's got some how they it's do it. It's got
1: some killer compression on it. Yeah. Just smooth but like really tight sounding. It's really good. So You know how yeah. This is my my comparison, I get not a comparison, but you know how like when you listen to Swimming Mac Miller, right? Yeah. Start to finish it has this really airy vibe and it, it but it, it kind of carries that through the whole album. This had almost like a dreamy sense yeah. Like it opens up and it feels like you're in a dream or I guess if they were in cabin in the woods like it it could be any vibe that you feel when you listen to it. But for me, it just felt dreamy. And it wasn't necessarily like that on every song, but there's really only two like I don't want to say styles. Cause I don't think that's the right word, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's only like two styles that I pulled. It's either like this really dreamy vibe mm-hmm. or it went where maybe the beat in the background sounded a little more like, like what I would expect to hear in like Brooklyn and underground hip hop or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. like that, like the really like needle popping off the record kind of kind of vibe. Sure. And I like that it carried through the whole thing. Another thing that I really enjoyed is there's how many people? There's RAV, Kill Bill, Square, um, and Aerospace Square, and okay. I apologize, especially if you're listening again. I don't. I'm not good with names, so I will ask again. Uh, but I like that it's seemingly on every song. Everyone has a part, or at least most of the songs. I don't know if they're all on every song. I didn't like keep count or anything, but I like that they. It doesn't really seem like, for the most part, they play off of each other. It's kind of like, what was? The, hold on, let me pull up my my song reference mm-hmm. before I sound like a fucking idiot
0: hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So live from the graveyard. Yeah. I like that track because they all clearly have like their own part in it. But it almost reads as if you're just getting like inner thoughts from each person. Yes. And like they don't really they don't coincide. They're not speaking to each other or to you. It's just like like reading their journal essentially. And kind of like a lot of the songs were like that. So as much as like they're together as a collective, it really also isn't at the same time. And I (laughs) thought that was fucking super cool.
0: Yeah. And I, like I mentioned in the, in the episode when I saw them live, like each one of them has such a distinct sort of not only voice, but like distinct kind of style. So um, if we were to pull, Oh, by the way, just for production's sake, um, I'd say, let's see, because we s- started on that and then we kind of hopped off of it. Um, the main people I see in production is someone called Saito, uh, did a lot of their tracks. Another person called Raw Styles. Um, and then, let's see, Autumn Keys was another... Was kind of another. So basically, those three producers, and then the rest of it, and kind of in collaboration with it too, was a combination of RAV, Square, Kill Bill, Arrow. um, Whether that was a hand in production or mixing, mixing it. Um, So, just so yeah, it's kind of like broken up into a handful of producers. Um, plus some of their own hand in the production, um, but yeah, like I said, there there is such a distinct voice that each one of them has. Um, dude, and-
1: they're they're so different; it yeah. just shouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> but it does, and it works really well. Who's right. the who's the who's the like deep ass voice guy?
0: Kill Bill. Yeah,
1: that was my oh, dude, love him. Fucking swoon.
0: Love- <laughs> <laughs> Love them. Um, let me let me just pull the first track, and then because I everyone is on that track, and then I'll kind of point out this is this person, this is the other, you know, and that way you kind of know. So yeah, deep Please. ass deep ass voice. Uh, that's 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 Kill Bill. But if we Love pull it. up the lodge, which is the first track, which like you said, kind of does sound very dreamy um but almost in the nightmare sense
1: <laughs> well yeah and that's the, so the vibe that i got was like it's like dreamy but and i swear i have this i had this written down before you told me that they did this but it's like a dream world but like camping dream world you know what i mean like yeah. summer campy dreamy sure i don't know there there's creepy parts and then there's like i it's just it's really it's well done the whole yeah, thing's we'll, well done we'll and touch
0: it, on a few if, points but just to point out yeah. who each person is So, if we pull up The Lodge, first track. Got it. Rav is first up.
1: Must be Kill Bill after that, I think. Kill Bill is the next one. Deep voice.
0: Aerospace is next after Kill Bill. Okay. And Square is last. So, if I had to... (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. So, that's that's kind of your voice indicator. If you just listen to that first song... (laughs) Um, And they kind of switch up their vocal stuff a little bit here and there. But, like, in general, that's a good, uh, you know, key to the album of who's who. So, Rav, Kill Bill, Aerospace Square is the the first track in in The Lodge. Um, And so, yeah, it starts off on this sort of just... Like you can kind of, like you said, cabin in the woods, but it's almost like there's a uh, there's fear lurking around the corner <laughs> like mm, this is the nightmare dream world, yeah, yeah, definitely, so what were you gonna say sorry
1: uh so it' was actually aerospace's part, okay, I believe, yeah, he does some some doubles on it, but they're not like a lot of times in music you use doubles to like really accentuate like a word or something right, and it's exactly what it sounds like it's just a double or a dub, right. Sure. Just to make it sound bigger. And he has a part, and I think it's at, like, I don't know how far, in, like, three minutes, 20-some-odd seconds. Mm-hmm. But he does some doubles on it, and they, they, like, laid it in, so it's, like, a little bit off time from the main. Yeah. And it's super fucking cool. Yes. That was all.
0: Some of the little touches in this album, man, like, we I have a track later that... Um, it's on a part with square and like man it's so good like
1: there's almost like too many additives and like cool little things that they put in to count really even this song with all the like i call them ufo swooshing noises coming in and out <laughs> yeah. like they're fucking rad dude
0: yeah it's it's a the fir- starts things off on kind of an eerie note um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that was one of the things I actually wrote was, you know, a couple of those background touches on the vocals, um, accentuating like the endings of lines is a great touch. Um, uh, it, I think that I, I also love just the, the amount of like air and space to like kind of let the eerie beat sort of just vibe out for like a little bit mm-hmm. between, people uh is is really grade, uh, great uh great and then there there are all these i think what you said the ufo sort of alien like alien sounding
1: i'm sure those weren't the intentions no 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 that's no. what i heard but
0: that's but that's the feeling right and like these the, it has all these like synth like fades and cuts and mm-hmm. is what i wrote that i really really dig um
1: dude and that's just well, I'll wait, I'll wait till you finish this one and then I'll I'll go to that. Sorry.
0: That's no, that's, that's about it. I, I think, um, I also like kind of how the beat in the beginning kind of starts and it almost feels like you, you hear the beat and how it's supposed to go. And then the actual beat kicks in with the drums and, and stuff like that. And it's almost like a totally different, like beat. It still has those kind of like eerie bending sort of guitar notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Uh, how many times have I said eerie in the last two minutes? Uh, but, like, I love that. It's almost like this false start that then kicks you in the face with just something, something big.
1: Yeah, so, I, so what's weird about that song is as simple as it sounds, it's actually, like, super complex, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, musically. And then you go into and this is what I thought was cool in this album. Then you go into live from the Graveyard Soil. I said that wrong earlier. And... Probably the most simple, like, sampled track in the background that you can have, but it just, again, read into that, like, dream vibe for me. Like, the way that the piano, it's just a key loop, and I think there's, like, guitar or some kind of stringed instrument going along with it, Um it's like detuned. Right. So like when it goes to the loop, it kind of falls out of tune a little bit and then comes back in and like, that's fucking really cool.
0: The Little glitchiness of like, you know, yeah. it's seemingly it's a little chopped and screwed. <laughs> yeah. Th- yes. Callback, dude. <laughs> Is this what T-Pain was talking about? I think that maybe this kind of ties into some of the feelings that you get when the album, but I just kind of wrote this as like a general note um is that one of the things i love about th- these these artists and people in exo and stuff like that is that i think that they they have a really great sense to like putting emotion in the track they kind of mm-hmm. know how to like take you on the journey that they want you to be on you know like right you're not necessarily going to be feeling uh, any other way than exactly what they want you to feel, which I think is really tough to do because you could take something. Oh, sure. Cause I mean, it's, it's hard interpreting art of course. And I don't, I don't necessarily think there's like a right or wrong. Um, and obviously the artist's original intentions and stuff like that, you know, who knows if we ever know those things, but like for a song like live at the graveyard soil, like you were talking about it looks it's it's like you're getting a exact peek into like their their diary like you said like it's so mm-hmm. such like it just feels personal and it feels emotional and um
1: and, and I And f- it does that without yeah. having to identify with what they're saying too.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean
1: cuz I don't I don't I don't remember much lyrically but I know that I know how I felt when I listened to it and like yeah. you said that's not fucking easy to do
0: right um and some of the little touches like in that song live in the graveyard soil uh rav opens up the track uh and and at the end of his verse uh just like the little touches like uh where he's he's like kind of off mic and he's saying like should we keep that you know and someone mm-hmm. in the background's like yeah or whatever you know and like that's cool cuz it feels like you're also in there like it feels like you're in there with them in the recording booth, and you're just kind of like a fly on the wall, you know. And to know the story right. of them just like basically going in a cabin in the woods and making this album is co- really cool. Um, anyways,
1: yeah, let me see. Uh, step, slide, separate
0: we uh is
1: yeah do we skip good grief we skip good grief
0: yeah and we we don't have to go track by track either but i love i don't
1: really have a lot on this other than like this this one fucking bangs bangs
0: dude this song
1: (laughs) goes super hard yeah
0: and i also (laughs) dude i love the opening of like aerospace basically just saying uh this is non-republican music and then he goes, <laughs> one time for the boys in blue, like, and then all of them just like crack up. It, incredible. Crackling at it. Incredible. Yeah. Um, there's this weird slide down, like, bass that happens in it. It's mm-hmm. like, brrr, like, that happens in there. Um, yeah, a little fart bass. A little fart bass, and it gives, yeah. But, like, in a good way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives me, like, these nice goosebumps, you know, where I'm like, ooh, I love that. I love that. Uh, And in this, there are some, like, tucked back, in good grief, uh, how's your little rap thing going, Uh, there's these tucked back vocals in squares part of him kind Mm -hmm. of, like, like almost sung vocals while he's kind of doing his rapidy rap shit which is like so cool and i never really like pick, uh, pointed it out until i like actively sat down and like listened to the the track um really great tune but um and i don't know exactly if this is what the track was going for but it certainly seems like this track based on the title and little snippets of the lyrics i've i've picked apart um, here and there, it seems like this is such a like almost that like small town feel of people who like know you and they know you are doing like music or art or something, and they're kind of like, "Oh, how's that little like fun project you are doing?" You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, "Well, this is my life," you know.
1: <laughs> and You are like, yeah, and you are oh, like, "How's your garage band doing?"
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, and you are like, "Off, auntie!" Right, right. Um. And I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but it it certainly you know kind of sounded sounded like it. Um, and I it just it's a little bit relatable if that's the whole thing. <laughs> very very relatable. Yeah. Maybe that's
1: why we both thought that is that what they meant. I don't know. That's what, that's what I got. That's what I got. What do you got on Stepside separate? Uh, just again with the with the dreamy. It's yeah. like it left it for a second with, uh, good grief and yeah. then right back into that, to that little dream world. I like it. And it's the same, the same vibe as I got on live from the graveyard. So it's just, it, it's, it's like, they're all reading straight out of their mm-hmm. like journals or diaries or whatever the really manly way of saying that is like the real tough guy way of saying journal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Yeah, the the chorus kind of is very, like, it has kind of a mystical sort of quality to it. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. very, very mysterious. And I also like when they're, like, this is right toward the beginning um, after, let me not be an idiot and look it up first.
1: Um, Let me see. I already forgot who's who after you told me. The only one I remember is Kill Bill. I'm so fucking bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just so bad at it. <laughs> uh it sounds
0: like Rav is singing the chorus and uh Rav is the first one to do his verse on this track. Um, stepside separate. Um Or let's see. Rav's Rav's the first one to do the the verse on this track. And he's the one that's saying like that kind of has that echoey sort of background vocals, you know, mm. baby, doop, pop, boober, doop, pop. You know, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I just love. That's exactly what it sounded That's... like. You're gonna get in trouble for copyright infringement if you Shit, keep doing it that well,
0: Fuck. Um, I love that after that little baby, doop, pop, pop, booby that pop. <laughs> that bit. <laughs> Like, I'm never gonna find that spot like it's like for it's the whole beginning until like fifty seconds like oh, I found it um and it kind of like it leaves off on like this little cliff for a second and I thought like yep. the I thought that's when the drums are gonna kick in, you know I'm like, all right, we're going into the beat, you know. But then they just hit them keys again, you know, and they just kind of let it ride on the
1: keys. Keep it fucking moody, dude. I
0: love that, dude. And then when the drums do eventually come in, it's kind of like this like little backgrounds kind of like very, it doesn't like stick out, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not making it the forefront, you know, it's, it's keeping on that moody, uh, moody shit, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They wrote it the whole, the whole vibe on this one. Yes. Which is really cool. I thought it was cool. Yes. I dude, I think I'm learning I'm like a sucker for hip hop songs that are just like really key driven.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Like give me some
1: reverb keys and then just like a nice smooth for lack of a better way of saying it, sexy voice over it. Yeah.
0: It's a very smooth track. Very smooth. Very moody. It is, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, you do love them keys, dude. You do. I love, do. Yeah.
1: You. The things you learn about yourself.
0: I learn more about you every day. So. Um,
1: <coughs> and then.
0: Uh, stasis. Next, next track.
1: Yeah, stasis. Is that how you say it? I was going to ask you how to say it. Uh, yeah.
0: I. Well, it's basically English. Uh, I. I was going to put. <laughs> I was going <laughs> <all> i said... say. <laughs> All I said was, um, you know, the track's gonna be good when the first line is "Dick out." Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, you know what?
1: And it, it like it was.
0: <laughs> it's a great it's, track. It's, it's
1: v- what a bop, what a bopper of a song. Just happy and bippity boppity.
0: Right. It kind of like brings you back out of that mood. It keeps it. It keeps everything kind of light and bouncy. At yeah, least
1: it's like, oh, I'm happy now.
0: <laughs> right, because my dick is out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Well, you're always happiest unless you're in the mall don't do
0: it in the mall we should cut this entire track <laughs> this entire track needs to be cut out <laughs> although i'm pretty sure when i saw them live square uh said said uh, hey yo rav because rav is the one who says dick out in the beginning he's like hey yo yeah. rav when's the uh When's the last time you had your and then Rav just like goes "Dick out" and the 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 song started and it was great. <laughs> um it was something like that. But yeah, this song is just bouncy, man. It's it's got it's such a great little little chorus. Uh find mm-hmm. myself singing this the chorus of this one like a lot around the house. Um it,
1: you know, it's just it's it's
0: nice, you know.
1: Yeah, dude, it's a it's a bopper. And that's really all. It's really all you can say. It's a bopper of a song.
0: That's it. <clears throat> um, Squares respite is just kind of a little interlude, you know.
1: Nice little like kind of Breakfast Club feeling musical. <laughs> sure, you know what that's I mean. Just like that eighties. It's just like that eighties snare drum, that thick ass eighties snare drum. You know. Yeah. Hall and notes used. Every song in The Breakfast Club or Breakfast at Tiffany's, any of those fucking, what are they called, Brat Pack movies?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 16 Candles. Uh, uh, yeah, the, Jennifer's Body. <laughs> J- Jennifer's Body is the, another one uh, that definitely was yeah, from the 80s. Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Um you know any of those 80s movies,
1: <laughs> Clockwork Orange. Yeah, they're all they all have that.
0: They all they all have that snare, you know, that we're all looking that we're all looking for. Um
1: but anyway, that was a cool it was a cool little interlude.
0: And then we get into Blunts and Clementine's Easily. Easily my favorite track on this album. Dude, the fucking bass.
1: Oh on my this god. Ah. Oh my uh, god! And like I almost got pregnant listening I to it. I don't. Well, I don't think you did. Can I leave that? in?
0: I think so. Um, okay. Just it's got the it's got the greatest groove. It's got the funk. It's got that mm-hmm. fat ass bass, and that's fat with a ph. Because uh, yeah. we're big fans of Limp Biscuit. Um, please listen Isn't to this, everyone please please listen to this track if you don't listen I mean first of all, do listen and support these these people, but if you don't listen to anything else or if maybe like rap isn't your thing, just like vibe to this track and maybe like smoke yeah. a blunt and eat a clementine is all I'm saying you have
1: to that's you have or just have like a clementine drink of some sort, sure that will also suffice for getting technical on things, but yeah, the songs the song's really good this, really this good one.
0: Track. This one felt the most like this. I, I hate saying this, but like, follow me. It 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 felt the most like <laughs> old school to me, like yep. out of any of the tracks on there. Um, and it sounds stupid when you say that, but like it it does, right? It sounds it sounds the most like you found this weird. 70s or 80s uh, album that no one has ever listened to, but then you found track six, and it had this crazy little little funky guitar with a funky bass and some violins leading into leading out of a chorus yeah, or something, and you're like, you know what, I'm chopping that up and uh, screwing it and screwing it, and then we're making <laughs> and I'm making a beat and. It's so good, man. It's so it, it's good. Like,
1: it's like it's like backyard or like block party barbecue vibes. Absolutely. I love it.
0: Absolutely. I love it.
1: If I had any friends, any fucking, any single <laughs> five friends, I would have a barbecue and put the song on. Unfortunately, it would just be me and you. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll be there. You know I will. So I'm taking, I'm taking
1: applications. <laughs> You're taking applications? <laughs> For friends.
0: You're sick, man. Um, That's
1: such a stupid joke.
0: What do you think about Viridian, which is the next track?
1: Um I really liked the well I mean the whole, the whole song was good. I don't think there's a bad song on this album. Okay. Honestly. Excellent. Um the music kind of caught me off guard on this one. I, it's it's so far off from everything else on the album, but I I like it. It just it's yeah. it caught me so off guard it I thought about this song a lot after listening to the album, so I listened to it twice, okay, and at first because it doesn't it's not like the song's bad, the song is great, right, yeah, but it just didn't make sense to me where it was placed, and then I tried to figure out where you place it, and there is nowhere mm. you know what I mean yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't fit with the whole vibe that I was feeling on the whole album, but also, it needs to be in there. Yeah, and I couldn't pick a better spot. If yeah. that makes sense, I feel like that was all just fucking nonsense.
0: It was, but that's okay. No, I, I'm just kidding. I think no, <laughs> I I get it though. Like <clears throat> you're almost like, well, it doesn't really fit, but it fits, and it needs to be there and. This is really the only spot it can be there. <laughs> I mean, it just
1: yeah, cuz I was trying to th- figure out like where maybe I would have liked it over that. And then I listened to Blunts and Clementines and I went right into shouts out, which is the song after Viridian. Yeah. And like that didn't make any sense. Right. So like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that it's there, but it's like I'm trying to think of a like a comparison. Like you know how when you're holding a pen and it has that rubber thing where your fingers go and you're like, Why is this fucking even here? What a waste of rubber. But then you take the rubber off and then the pen's uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is so specific. So it's specific.
1: Funny. It happened at work today.
0: <laughs> it couldn't it couldn't be any more specific.
1: It was very specific. But that's the way that I felt. It's like it seems unnecessary, but if it wasn't there, it just wouldn't be right.
0: Sure. Certainly.
1: I don't know, but it was, it was cool. Um, the sample kind of, I wouldn't say got on my nerves, but it did get to the point where I heard for, you know, five minutes. I was like, mm. yeah, it's a little, there wasn't as much like extra as the rest of the songs. I didn't yeah. notice. I, uh, yeah,
0: this, this is a, this is like a smoky ass track, ass track. Like it's, uh, it feels very smoky to me. Like the like I'm in a smoky sure. room. You know? Yeah. Um and then with Squares like
1: box, and in a in a Ford Taurus or something.
0: Absolutely a Ford Taurus. Uh and I love Squares singing on the chorus. He's mm-hmm. he's the one doing the singing on the chorus. Um just very like kind of floating on a cloud sort of thing, you know? Um I, yeah, I don't have much to say. I actually love the sample work and and um or like whatever they're getting for these vocals, you know, that got to get all my life but <laughs> over you. Yeah.
1: Watch out for copyrights.
0: Oh yeah, shit. Um <clears throat> speaking of uh copyrights, we could um we could maybe deal with copyright infringement if we had a shout out to Listeners. insert sponsor's name here. That's the next oh. track. That's a segue, yeah, baby.
1: Uh So this is the one that I wrote down. Like, this is for me. This one was the one that felt like the most, uh, like underground hip hop vibe.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, let me revert. Uh, Blunts and clementines is. West Coast, like old sure. school. This is East Brooklyn. Coast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely maybe i'm who knows i'm sure someone'll call me out that that's not correct but um
1: well no cuz i got that same thing though i wrote down that this this feels like from what i've listened to my experience with like new york underground hip hop like th- this is the this is the same vibe yeah. and i if that i don't mean that to sound insulting in any way if it if it did i i love it i think that's a super like i would i could picture myself like putting on like tony hawks pro skater and listening to hours of this type yeah. of sound yeah you know definitely which is what i did as a as a young lad right. 28
0: absolutely um i i love this track too just very jazzy like we yeah. talked about it very east coast sort of like 90s uh, it's
1: jazzy but then those drums are would give it that yeah uh, like cr- crusty kind of sound, yeah. that's not the right fucking way of saying that, but you just like dirty, like dirty record sound, you know, right. it's the, the percussion that does it and it's fucking great.
0: Absolutely. And they mention uh, Kill Bill, I think, mentions, uh, Selby, uh, like the drink, like quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, dog, I'm telling you, what was the one Selby drink? Doesn't
1: he have a line where he goes, it's my little lizard.
0: Something like that.
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Dude, dude, I gotta This is it. This is what okay. This is like off the album talk, but like you know, keep it in. Um, the Sobe strawberry daiquiri, dude. Did you ever have that? Joe, you like that? I don't know. I haven't had it in probably 15 years, but do they still sell that? I mean, they gotta be selling it, right?
1: I suppose they still sell Fago. Why wouldn't they have Soapy?
0: That's true. Well, you know they got they got the Juggalos backing them up, you know. So
1: are they back though?
0: No. Well, they never left. They just right. <laughs> they they just have been there. The They're just time. hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Shout out to Sobe, I guess, in there, in there. Yeah,
1: I guess if you want to sponsor us. Sponsor us, you're definitely. Oh, that's funny. That's what the song is. Shout outs to Insert Sp- Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that he starts his his verse off with something about the little lizard. And I couldn't find the part, but I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> Probably. Um, they used to do a thing. Uh, Kill Bill and Rav had a podcast. I believe I mentioned that on the last episode, and they, they used to do, um, fake sponsor reads for, like, (laughs) and they would just kind of, like, make it up, like, um, seemingly made it up on the spot, like, I feel like for some reason, like, it used, like, they, I don't know, they would just come up with ridiculous concepts, like, um, I don't know, like, like, new foreskin or something like that, like, I can't remember, like, I'd buy that, or like five skin or something. I I can't remember. Mm. I, at this, it's been like at this point, it's been a couple of years. I think since I've heard their uh, podcast episodes. But, anyways, yeah. Insert sponsor name here. Um, shout shout out to insert sponsor name here. Great track, jazzy, kind of like tongue in cheek. You know, with the uh, talk about um, I don't know, getting sponsors or like maybe just getting paid <laughs> in general.
1: I am um, I'm I'm, I read it as like a jab to well to our societal ways I suppose. Certainly. And
0: maybe that we're, maybe we're reading no. too, too deep into it. Maybe they just wanted maybe they got sponsored by all those maybe that they, that they yeah. mentioned. And this was, it's like the scene in Wayne's World dude, you know, where they, they had all those like <laughs> Those, you know, those corporate sellouts and they're like, it's literally like 10 minutes of them just doing ads for -hmm. for people who sponsor the movie. (laughs) Incredible, because I never realized that as a kid. I thought that they were just like actually being like, like being like shitty to like all these things. (laughs) In reality... (laughs) And like years later when I watched it, I was like, oh man, that's actually who like sponsored this movie. And like, yep. <laughs> and they just knocked out every ad. Like So good. Um What do you think uh, the next joint is tread? What do you think about that?
1: Uh back it went it back to the dream. Yeah. But also the the, the It it reprised the creepy vibe from the Lodge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has that little like ooh Sure. Um But again, you know, it's a it's it's got the keys in it. You know I'm a sucker for that. And I love the I think it's the chorus and I'm guessing that it's Rav. Mm Mm-hmm. So you do the chorus on this?
0: Yeah, let me let me let me get to the chorus here. Yeah, that's gotta be square. Yeah.
1: Square? Ah fuck. I'm so bad with names. I who knows. Well, whichever whichever person it was, it's it's fantastic. I love the super like eerie reverby, there's that word eerie again. Um like creepy sounding like chorus like that. It's really cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool.
0: I love uh aerospace starts off the the verse on this one. And, um, I don't know why it hits me like so hard, but his opening line is, uh, wanted to start things, uh, what, let me, let me get it correct here. Wanted to start it off brand and say, I love my life. Um, which is like kind of like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like sad, but also like, I don't, I don't know what it is about that line, uh, that hits me so hard. Like, because, and it, maybe it's, like, literally a lot of his songs are maybe maybe self-deprecating or, like, very depressed. Depressed. I don't, you know, um, maybe that's what he's going for. But that line in particular, um, as well as actually on the first track, Rav says, um, I hear good morning and I hate my day. Is that's like, my
1: last note on this that's my favorite that's
0: that line is just like so like there's nothing to I'm not like getting deep in sentiment like about this shit like it's just like I hear these things and I'm like that sticks out to me you know mm-hmm. and that's how yeah. I feel in this beginning of tread with aerospace just saying wanted to start it off brand and say I love my life. And then he seemingly just goes into this almost like confessional feeling track, mm-hmm. like verse. Um, Open that diary. Yeah. And kills it on the verse, by the way. I like it, it just absolutely. I think it's it's like close to two minutes or something. Probably he's just going and uh, or maybe like a minute and a half or something. But like crazy. Love this.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good track. I enjoyed that one very much. Also, no, I I don't if I remember right, no percussion, and it's it's impressive the way that they can carry these songs with a lot of them have minimal to no percussion on them, and they still like yeah. they still hit pretty hard.
0: Lots again, lots of room to breathe, you know, and but then <laughs> it's 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 hard to like restrain that though. You know, because you want want those drums to just come in and just hit people, you know? You want that, but...
1: Maybe that's how they control the feelings, is because they know where the song should go and what people are going to want, and then they just did the opposite on a lot of the parts.
0: Absolutely.
1: Maybe Um, that's how they emotionally controlled you. But then you go into Victory Lap, yeah, and like, dude... This song gave me anxiety. There's so much happening, so much in the beat in the background. There's so much happening. (laughs) Like I have no idea what anyone said in it because I just was listening to all the different like clicks and all. There's just so much happening.
0: (laughs) It's a yeah. It's a pretty like yeah. Basically, going from like you know maybe one of the more uh one of the more Slower, sentimental, uh, low-energy tracks into maybe one of the highest-energy tracks, like, on the album. Victory Lap Mirror Mode. <clears throat> um, feels like, obviously, a reference probably to, like, Mario Kart. <clears throat> you know, because they always have, like... Or, like, racing games in general. Because they always have, like a mirror mode after you like beat every <clears throat> every stage and in, in first place and stuff where um what
1: I've never done that no fucking <laughs> no I didn't know, oh, oh, I didn't, in, know that was in, in
0: Mario Kart 64 there's uh like there's fifty, a hundred and a hundred and fifty CC and then there's mirror mode which is um basically every track but like backwards. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think that that's Mario 64. Um again, maybe I'm talking about, out my buns, dude. But
1: I don't know, you have me fooled. I I don't think I've ever gotten first place in anything
0: <laughs> in my life. Uh, you you beat me in Mario Party, dude. Like take the victory, <laughs> dude. Uh the piano in uh Victory Lap Mirror Mode is mm. like Mm. that really reminds me of, like, a 64 game, right? Yeah. Like Like, very much has that sort of feel to it and stuff like that. But then you – and then they just, like, really go at it with the uh, tambourine shaking, you know, and the – No, dude. <laughs> and the, the hard
1: – It's not, like, bad or anything. No. But there's just too much for my ADD to be able to listen to because mm. I want to know what every noise in the song is, and I will never yeah. – Fucking no.
0: Right. Um yeah, but actually same as you. Like there is a lot going on in the song, and I haven't I haven't really paid attention lyrically, other than maybe just like saying like alright, like we did it. <laughs> I don't know. Like this is we made the album, you know. Here it is. I don't know.
1: How about the little uh where it does like the little breakdown? Yeah. You got a time I think same. like 4.05 four or, or something like that, it switches and then like the the music oh. kind of sounds like it's play it's kinda sounds like it's played through like a handheld cassette player for a second and then they switch the beat. Yeah. That was pretty fucking dope. That's
0: actually now I could be wrong as well. I don't claim that I'm correct a lot. But that's actually right. traditionally I feel like what a lot of chopped and screwed means to bring it full circle. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Is when <laughs> dude, I'm serious. Um It's when you like kinda like make the beat like really slow and kinda warbly and uh <clears throat> you know you have the original and then you have the um Um because Thundercat has the album called Drunk and there's a remix yeah. of it called Drank, I'm pretty sure. Um which I think is a reference to like I don't know, getting... He's not
1: drunk anymore.
0: Getting fucked up on something else other than alcohol. And the whole album is, like, I think chopped and screwed. Um, But, Mm. and it's weird and wacky. I
1: I like that that's carried throughout this entire episode. Oh, man, it's... I mean,
0: I think it's the only consistent thing we've ever done, you know, is carry the chopped and screwed moniker throughout this whole... uh, Whole episode, so
1: I'll divorce it when this is over.
0: Chopped and screwed boys, that's 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 me, dude. I probably
1: the chopped and screwed boys. Yeah,
0: that's our that's our group. That's our that's our hip hop group. We should ta- stop talking about chopped and screwed. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> last track. One year from now. Uh, either uh, this track just kind of feels like a. I don't know the classic like like what ifs about the future. You know, is mm-hmm. this going to last? Is this still going to be a thing a year from now? Um, yep. you know, are people going to remember? Are people going to uh, still care? You know,
1: um, was it a waste of time doing what we're doing? Type yeah, of thing, which, which I could I see totally being get. like a very yeah, and being if if so facto as you said. They went out to like a cabin and recorded this. Like, sure, you're going to have those feelings and those vibes. Yeah. You know?
0: Right. And, and even just putting out art in general, like, is, uh, it can be kind of scary. Like, you, you spend all this time and money and resources doing, doing a project like this. And it's like, you know, are people going to care about it? Is it going to be, um, you know, what are people going to think about it? Um, oops, I just almost tipped over my, my sparkling water. Um, water. Yeah, but then it kind of, like, leaves it on this, um, like, quote or, like, documentary sort of, like, a person talking in the background. Um, yep. And... Yeah, it kind of feels like um it kind of feels like it wraps everything up nicely. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch to for me to say that it it feels like the the comparison of this person talking about like there's like all this like undercurrent that's going to like kind of chip away at like this larger top layer of of rock or whatever and eventually it just kind of falls off, you know. And it's like, yeah. oh um, nice little touch to the end of an album. I didn't mind that at all. You know, I thought it no, was a good... No, I didn't either.
1: I, I, I liked it. Good it was bow. a good conclusion. Yeah. It's nice when albums have like a... I mean, I don't really know what the fuck they were talking about because it's none of my business. It's theirs. <laughs> but as far as I read it, it was good to have an, a conclusion to the whole thing. To kind of wrap it all up and put a little bow yep. on it. Definitely. Also, I totally thought that the guy talking in the end was he sounded like there's this fucking tiktok okay of this guy rapping some british dude with autotune and the lyrics are like my money don't jiggle jiggle or some shit like that you have to look <laughs> it up at some point but if any of you have tiktok you know what i'm talking about and that's what this dude sounded like to me or person rather and uh, it made me really sad because i i like to Here's a rant. I like to go on TikTok because I like to watch people that are like, like music engineers or something. Like I like to watch this guy who works at a studio that like Frank Sinatra used to record, and he shows all of his microphones and shit and what he has for setups that day. I like that, but you also have to get all the bullshit in between, and I fucking hate the internet. Mm. And that stupid song, and it's just a bunch of people that are dancing not very well to it. <laughs> like why am i watching this but i uh, watch it yeah. two to three times each that's right i hate the internet which is irrelevant well but anyway that guy sounded like that <laughs> <laughs> um okay
0: well hey man i mean that kind of that kind of surprises me that um you know you and not that it's a and I'm not saying this because it's a bad album. I really enjoy this album. So far it's like it's a it's 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 in the tops of albums for me this year. Um and it's surprising though. I I wouldn't think this would be your cup of tea, but I get it, you know.
1: Uh um, honestly not not a bad song on the album. That's... There was one that was too busy, but that in no way makes for me for my liking, but that in no way makes it it bad. It's just I have a hard time focusing, but not a not a bad track in the bunch. It was a really good album, and it was fun to listen to. Excellent, I enjoyed
0: dude. it, dude. Me too, and uh, yeah. I hope I hope everyone listened to this album. Give them a give them a a, a listen and EXO Society uh, or EXO Society. I keep. Dude, I say Exo Society, and then I say Decepticon Falls.
1: I know you're a mess right now.
0: (laughs) It's really... I
1: think this is it, dude. This is the last episode. (laughs) This is... We're done (laughs) now.
0: Yeah. I think we can call it quits after this. Um, Deception Falls, Exo Society, Aerospace Square, Kill Bill, and Rav uh, love this album uh mm-hmm. love those human beings who are part of this mm-hmm. project great great musicians artists fantastic um really glad i got to see them live and also that really drunk person that i thought was uh, going to just i don't know something was going to happen um okay bye bad barmen's bye